This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Hello. Hello, Tosh. How are you? I feel so cozy next to you I know. Today. Yeah, we're all cozied up next to one microphone. Well, we, we, we've been working with one microphone yeah. all along. We should let people know in case they uh, have included to that. Yeah, yeah, sometimes I sound so far away. Those are the days that Jenna stinks. No, I'm <laughs> I didn't get a shower before Actually, I came today. the days that I probably stink. Yeah. But anyway. But we've changed things up. You've, you've managed to get a second microphone. Yeah. And so now when we have our wonderful guests, we, we let them have their own microphone and we cozy up. So. We do. Yes. We thought that was only fair. <laughs> uh, today we have Marlon McGinnis with us and don't know you well enough to cozy up yet. So That's quite might- all right. <laughs> <laughs> I did not shower this morning. I'll say that. So you might not want to. <laughs> you seem to love it. Well, fabulous. thank you. Dry shampoo is a wonderful thing. <laughs> I hear people say that. I, it's a good product. I, my hair's so thin. It's oh, it's ridiculous. it's a game changer as a mom. Absolutely. <laughs> See, I don't I don't leave the house often enough that I'm like the days when I do leave, I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna take the time to shower today. Other yeah. days it's just like, no, you're my family. You get stuck with this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. There's some, there's some lovely hair that happens in my house. <laughs> but anyway, that's not what today's topic no, is. It's not. it's not about dry shampoo no. or hair. <laughs> It's true. Uh, today's topic is about business yeah. and local business and just a little bit of kind of behind the scenes talk about the challenges of trying to open a business and run a business in a small town. I think this will probably resonate with anyone who's listening who's in a small market and probably in a big market too, although I would think the challenges are a little bit different there. But Marley, I think a lot of people will know you over the past couple of years as having run the Play Cafe yes. here in Moncton, which was such a godsend to families. When it opened, everyone was like, oh, this is the best idea ever. Why didn't this exist before? And then when it closed, everyone's like, oh my goodness, what happened? What? But I loved it. And and loving it is just, you know, the, the tiniest piece of what keeps a business open. Absolutely. <laughs> but you yes. can love it, but you have to actually show up there. To, yep. to love it in person. Yep. Well, and, right? and a lot of people have to show up and love it. And more than just, you know, tell people it's a great place to go. And so I think a lot of people will be interested to know a little bit more about your challenges in opening in the first place and then the challenges that led to you having to close. Oh, goodness. There were <laughs> so many of them. So in the beginning, obviously, I made a business plan. I had this fantastic idea because as a young mom, I knew that there was something missing in our market. Like I didn't feel like having two little boys that I could go meet up with a girlfriend in public and not worry about my kids and not worry about them climbing off chairs or screaming or having a tantrum. Like there just was no safe space. And so I thought that that was something that was really lacking. So I thought, you know what? Like I just had my 30th birthday and I thought if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. And I would rather do it and have it not work out than always live my life wondering what if. So I got to work. I went to three plus corporation who were fantastic in helping me. I developed my business plan. I had to approach um, financing, come up with my own investment to inject into the company. Um, And we just really got the process started. It was a long journey. Um, We ran into a lot of issues because as we were going through and finding a commercial space and looking at all of the requirements that were necessary, there was nothing to compare it to Mm. because 
there it wasn't a daycare so everyone thought oh well you'd come and you drop your kids off and this is what's required through social development I'm like no but that's not what it is and then I'd have to go get a food license and they say oh well you're a cafe and I'm like but it's not just that like there's a lot of intermingling that they just didn't know what the requirements were so our biggest challenge came um in, I think it was in April, I had made a post because we got financing approval and the funding that we needed and everything was good to go. We had found a location, so I wanted to get people excited and start the anticipation and the hype so they knew what was coming because I knew for me as a mom that it was really exciting for me and all my friends obviously knew about it and they were thrilled. But then when we went through and we were trying to get permits um, for our commercial space, trying to create it they didn't know what the requirement was so we worked with our contractors and we worked with some engineers and they said okay you need a b c and d so we did that and we submitted it and then they come back a few days later and say oh no well we decided that you need e f g and h instead so then it was delay after delay after delay and so everyone would message me saying oh my gosh we're so excited when's it opening i'm just like i don't know (laughs) like it was speed bump after speed bump after speed bump and we faced them all and we eventually got to the point where we would open but we started the process in april and we weren't even able to open our doors until november wow Yes. Holy cow. It was long and excruciating and frustrating, but I knew that I had had this idea and this vision in my mind of what the Play Cafe would create for our community that I just had to keep through and I had to keep pushing and knowing that eventually all of the hard work would be worth it. And it certainly was worth it from the viewpoint of someone who went to the Play Cafe, who used your services. Not only was it this fabulous space, like you talk about where you could go and sit and have a coffee and feel like your kids were safe to go play. You could see them. It wasn't such a huge space or such an enclosed space that you lost sight of your kids, which was amazing. Yes. And there was a spot for, you know, real little ones. And then there was a spot for, you know, the bigger kids and a spot in the middle where you could sit and have a coffee and use mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. And, but then you did so much fabulous programming, which I thought was such a smart business move Yes, that would keep people coming in in different ways and different streams of revenue. And, you know, you had party rentals, but you also did PD days and day camps. And, you know, you had breastfeeding programs. You had so much going on there. It really did have that fabulous community vibe to it. Yeah, and that, that was my biggest goal when I had wanted to do it. Because I knew that there were resources available here and there, but there wasn't something under one roof, especially for events for kids. If they weren't involved in daycare, then what really is there in the community for kids to do? So that was something that was really important for me because previous I had um, a preschool daycare background. So I've always loved working with kids and families. So that was a huge passion. So to be able to incorporate that into my business was really important for me. Um, I'm also super artistic. And so I wanted to do art events for kids. And those were a really big hit too. But I was trying to think outside the box and be creative because if you only have a play area and you only have a cafe, that's not very many eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. So you really have to try to be creative and think of how am I going to bring people through the doors continuously, especially when it comes time to seasonal weather and it's nice in the summer. People want to be outside, obviously, and I expected that. But going through and... um, running kind of through the seasons and getting to understand the business more, um, it became a challenge. 
And then you've got to work in employees as well, because even though you were there most of the time and you had at least one of your sons with you, yep. uh, you can't be there the entire time you're open. So then you have to work in paying employees on top of that as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. So there was a lot of juggling. And of course, especially in the beginning, it was really hard because it was my baby. Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't a franchise that I paid all of the fees and the dues and they handed me a booklet and said this is how you run your business right it was literally from the ground up like picking all of the colors and the choices and I had to figure out my POS system and the cash and every single little aspect that you don't realize going into a business was done personally by me so it was hard especially in the beginning for me to walk away because not that I didn't trust people but like I wanted to be there and I wanted to make sure that people coming into the business were having a great experience because I wanted the the level there that they knew that they were in good hands and it was a great place for them to come. I think one of my favorite memories there was the year that your son got the blow up Christmas. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he dragged that around. <laughs> we were there for a couple of hours and he was dragging it around the entire time. He's obsessed still. 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 Yeah. That's what's on his Christmas list. He wants Halloween inflatables and he wants Christmas inflatables. Oh my gosh. So, That's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's, yeah. it's a little extreme and a little weird, but whatever. I just let him roll with it. That's oh, yeah. his thing. Yeah. Whatever works, man. Whatever works. Yeah. yeah. So the Play Cafe was open for a year and a half? Just over a year and a half, yeah. Um, we had closed our doors in September of this year, 2018. It would have been two years in November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, November 22nd was our opening day. So this is kind of ironic that yeah. we're sitting here talking about it. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. It is. Like, so, you know, yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. It's when those stars <laughs> align, right? And some things are just meant to be. So. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, this might be not something you want to talk about, but I know that a lot of people took the closure personally, Yes. right? You yep. know, a lot of people probably follow you on Facebook. So they see you starting a new career, yep. but you know, behind the scenes, what's going on. Absolutely. So would you mind explaining to everybody, uh, maybe why you closed and absolutely. Um, it's nice that I can do this. And this was one of the reasons, like I'm terrified to do something like this, but it's one of the reasons why I was really excited to do it. And I, force myself to say yes, even though it was outside my comfort zone, because I feel like, like when you close a business, everyone feels that they're entitled to the information, which they're not, Be- which they're no, not. No. no, but me, not only as a mom and as a business owner, but as a member of the community, I feel like I owe it to them. The Play Cafe was having some struggles. Um, there was obviously competition that opened. It was right in the prime time of our season. So December, January, February, March, those are our busiest times mm-hmm. with especially a seasonal business. The competition had opened, so there was a lot of hype, a lot of excitement, and that really put us in the beginning of a downward spiral. Obviously, you can't blame someone else, but when it is a small town, there's only so many choices available, and we were kind of the K-car, and they were the Cadillac. Yeah, That's yeah. always the analogy that I use, and sometimes you just can't compete. So we tried, and we tried, and tried. I continue with the events, and I continue with things, and there were some aspects that were really great, but when we would usually be um, kind of revving up and having a sustainable revenue to carry us through, that wasn't there. And so the stress started building and building and building throughout those initial months. And then we kind of had a trickle of people coming back and say, oh, we don't like it there because it's too big. And 
it's a little bit stressful and I can't always see my child. So they said, we're just going to focus here. Like you're small, you're local, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I loved hearing that. Mm -hmm. That was so heartwarming for me. But then as the months went on and on and on, we just couldn't keep up. And a lot of people would come in on a rainy day and there would be people there, but then there's four other days that week that not a single soul was there. Right. And so you don't see, you see when you're there for that two or three hour time frame, you don't see the rest of it when you're not. So mm-hmm. it got to a point where it was really stressful. So for me, in order to try to put myself in a better position, I decided to enter into a new career because I knew that I could focus on doing real estate in addition to the play cafe and that way I could do them without much interference because other than showings and open houses I could work from my laptop so if it was a slow day then I could be doing things on the computer and I would feel like I was being productive and it wasn't so stressful on me so that's the main reason why I decided to do it and then we had an amazing summer obviously so as those months were creating a downward spiral for us and then summer came along and it just got worse and worse and worse and there's only so many events that you can plan there's so many um there's only so much marketing that you can do you can't when you're a brick and mortar business you can't drag people in so if they're choosing not to come you still have bills that you have to pay and you still have all of that overhead um i was working six days a week and probably 50 hours a week on my own because I couldn't afford to pay my staff Mm -hmm. to be there when no one was there. And so it got to a point where I was having to make a tough call. And do I continue on and just hope that things are going to pick up again? Or do I have to make the tough call, which was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life? Um, But do I do what's best for me and what's best for my family? So I knew that there was going to be a lot of backlash around it because it happened so suddenly. But it got to a point where I wasn't necessarily in a position where I had an option to stay open, unfortunately. Well, that's the thing. You say it happened so suddenly, but it happened suddenly for us. It didn't happen suddenly for you, unfortunately. So. Um, That's one thing that people need to remember, as shocking as it was for all of the rest of us. um, And might I add that I'm on board with the people that said they don't like the other place because they don't like the other place at all. I think think it serves a purpose for older kids. Mm. Absolutely. My boys love it there. My boys are 7 and 10, and it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, taking small kids kids anywhere other than the play cafe. Yeah. Like anywhere else other than the play cafe, I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do it. I still don't want to do it. Yes. <laughs> Even the library, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I can't see her in some section of the library. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew that there was going to be a lot to it. And literally when I had to do it, I was stuck at home bawling mm-hmm. for days because I knew that people were going to be upset with me about it. But really they didn't know, like you said, they didn't see everything that went on behind the scenes and they didn't see the build up and it put me in a really bad financial position as well so there's only so long that you can try to keep your head above water in order to please everyone else oh, and especially when you're raising a family at the exactly same time, right? yeah, yeah yeah so I got to a point where I sat down with my boyfriend and he is an amazing businessman and he offers so much guidance and support and he said listen I know that this is your baby and you created it but you have to remember your pride can't pay the bills. Mm -hmm. So he said, I know that you don't want to look like a failure, but he said, you're not. Definitely not. No, absolutely. 
but it was a hard pill to swallow for sure so what are some things like because you can't like take another loan to stay open through the summer or whatever right but do you think that in the Moncton area there could be more help for small businesses financially I think absolutely um you hear so much about especially the government wanting people to start businesses and supporting the economy and that kind of thing but me going into it I I was a solo entrepreneur I didn't have any investors I didn't have any partners it was literally me just trying to start this from the ground up and people don't see the expense behind it so I think if there was a program that could offer more financial support to businesses, especially in a time like this, when you have those kind of rock bottom moments and you want to try to get through them, it would be so beneficial for so many. Yeah, if there's some sort of grant program or something to, yeah. to help keep you on your feet. Absolutely. But... And you did look into those because there are a lot of programs that people will say exist yes. for these, you know, and there's ones that are targeted to women and there are ones that are targeted to small business and all these different things. And you did go through those processes and you did. Like you said, you worked with 3+, plus. you know, you tried to tap into that and it still didn't meet your needs. Exactly. Yeah. It did in the beginning stages, but then after you're open and you're operational and you come into a financial hardship, they're not going to give you more money. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, you're having trouble. You're struggling. Like, we're not going to hand over another X amount of dollars to you in hopes that things are going to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't forget to pay us back all the money we gave. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's not just your business that we've seen this happening to lately, though, in Moncton. Like, you know, there are, there are other local businesses that the same thing, you know, just in the past little while here, Anna Banana closed their retail shop, their yes. brick and mortar shop, which opened slightly before yours, but not too much before. You're yeah, kind of on the same, yeah. you know, the same path. Um, and now they still have their shop open in St. John and you can still order online through them, but their shop in Moncton closed, which they were really kind of the only independent kids store mm-hmm. on the Moncton side. There's lollipops and gumdrops and Riverview and there's, you know, there, there are franchises around, but what do you think it says about Moncton that we can't seem to keep enough support for these independent businesses? That's a really good question. It's something that I've mulled over in my mind for so long because I feel like Moncton, it's hard. It really is. And we kind of, because we're a small community, we get into our groove and we have the things that we want to do and we want to support. And at the end of the day, especially as a parent, it comes down to cost and budget and what your family can afford to do, right? So something I know like the Play Cafe, it was a luxury. It wasn't a necessity. And so I feel like a lot of people, it's like you vote with your dollar. So you don't realize that, but by going and buying a product at Walmart and saving $2, um, instead of going to a local shop and maybe paying 2 or $3 more, you don't realize the effect that that has on someone else or as a community what that can do. Um, because we're always just trying to think of fast, easy, quick ways to save, right? Yeah, but sale, sale, sale. Yeah. yeah, but it's so important. And I've learned, especially through this journey, how important it is to support local retailers because I know the struggle and I know that these people have a passion and they have a vision and it's so important for them. They want to provide not only for their family, but for their community. And at the end of the day, that support that you're making to a small business is helping with little girls dance lessons mm-hmm. or their son's hockey or it's putting food on a table for a family that's come in as a newcomer. So 
I try to always keep that in the back of my mind, especially with the holiday season approaching. I want to support the local businesses, not go buy a toy at Walmart and know that it doesn't matter. It's not making a difference. That's the thing. I was uh, talking this morning with a friend of mine with Canada Post saying that, you know, you're probably not going to get your gifts on time if Mm -hmm. you order online. And my big thing has always been Cyber Monday. Yeah. Like Cyber Monday, I would buy pretty much everything and then just wait for them to arrive and not have to take my kids (laughs) out and not have to. It's a dream, really. Yeah, exactly. But as someone who totes an awful lot about supporting local and I try to as much as I can, I'm clearly not doing it as much as I should be. So it was that, sadly, was my eye-opener, like, holy cow, all of the stuff I could be getting, you know, from, you know, close to the heart shop on Mountain Road or something like that, right? Absolutely. Um, so something eye-opening for me, hopefully eye-opening for other people as well. Yeah. I think more and more people are at least talking about that these days than they have for the last, I would say, even couple generations now, mm-hmm. right? I think we're all of that age that grew up with, oh, wow, there is now this massive store you can go to. Like, I remember when these big stores started to open in my community growing up. And even then, like, quite in my community, we were on the <laughs> sticks. But, you know, that idea of, like, in, like even fast food. Like, I remember when the McDonald's opened. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a huge deal Absolutely. because, you know, these things just didn't exist before that. And so it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't part of the mindset years ago that, you know, you had these two decisions to make as to where you were going to spend your money. You had the mom and pop shops that were there, or you had the Sears catalog. Those were the only two yes. options yes. in yes. my life. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I think it's, yeah. yeah. So I think it's only just now that, that our generation is starting to even realize that power and what we've given away mm-hmm. with this move to, you know, big box stores and online and having that sense of what it means to buy local and not just buy products but to buy experiences that are local like something like the play cafe was. absolutely and that's something that i always tell family members i said my boys don't need toys they don't need more nerf guns they don't need lego like they drive me insane <laughs> give them an experience like we love to go to magnetic hill zoo or get them a like a season pass to magic mountain so that way when summer arrives, we can do that. We want experiences that we can do together, not just a toy that they're going to play with for a week and then forget about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the same thing here. Like, there's so much. I mean, you have three kids. So I can't even imagine the toys in your house. <laughs> oh, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all in the same boat. Yeah. It's just overload. overload. It is overload. Well, yeah. Yeah. There, there is literally a pile as tall as I am almost in my basement now of things that need to leave our house. Wow. Like yeah. just, They just don't need to be there. They mm-hmm. don't need them. They don't look for them. Uh, it's not all just the kid stuff in that pile, but it mostly <laughs> is. It's mostly toys. And some of that is like aging out of it, but a yes. lot of it's just, you know, we just don't need that much. And especially with three, you end up with that, well, I don't want them to fight over it, so we end up with three of something. Yes. When really, no. Yeah, they can let's learn to share. Just, yeah, let's yeah. share that. Like, let's. And especially having twins, they probably get double everything, right? From relatives and friends and whatever. They do, yeah. 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 And yeah. and sometimes, yes, it's nice to have two of the exact same toys. So it's like, no, you're not fighting over here. You each have one, and mm-hmm. this is yours. And but you know, like today, they they're going to the book fair. I'm like, no, no, no. Just can you guys work together? You're in the same classroom. You're going to be in there at the same time. Don't buy two of the same book, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they're really good, but oh. But if I use my money to buy this one and you use your money to buy that one, then, you know, sometimes they get that concept that they're getting. Mm-hmm. And books, I'm okay with them spending the yeah, money on. And especially at the book fair because then the school benefits yes. from it. So yeah. 
it, it's nice that way. But yeah, it's a, it's a very tricky balance when you do have those demands of, you know, you only have so much money. And when you can get such a great deal on something that you do need, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a hard balance to make that tough choice to spend the money as local as possible. Yeah. I think when you're not a business owner, you don't necessarily know someone that owns a small business. You just don't realize what effect that can have. Like $20 to a small business owner as opposed to $20 and going to Walmart can mean a significant change. Mm-hmm. If someone's listening that has been thinking about trying to get into business locally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> As someone who's now seen the, the ups and downs, yes. what what would you give as advice to someone? Oh, goodness. I don't even know where to begin. I think you need to obviously surround yourself with the right people. And you need to make sure that you have a really solid support system because it's hard. It's really, really hard. It's hard financially. It's hard emotionally. It's hard physically. You have to realize that I think that when I started the Play Cafe, I was really naive. And I thought, oh, I'm going to start this business. It's going to be fantastic. And I'll have all these employees so I can come and go as I please. And I'm going to be on cloud nine with all of this flexibility. And that's not what it is. You have to realize, I would encourage them to talk to other people that have either owned small businesses previously or currently, because Mm -hmm. you don't realize how much goes into it. That would be the big thing. And secondly, not just support from family, but connect yourself with other entrepreneurs. Get a mentor. Reach out to someone, even though it might terrify you to make that first step and Um, try to contact them in some way or another. Like the world that we live in now, it's such a social world. So if you can get a hold of them via Instagram or message them on Facebook or especially in Moncton, there's always someone that knows someone. So try to make a connection and especially an entrepreneur that has gone through a similar journey. They have so much knowledge and so much insight and they'll teach you more than you can learn from going and taking a course or reading a book about entrepreneurship. That's something that in a meeting that I just had this week, I realized that like you can only be taught so much about taxes and bookkeeping and this and that, but that doesn't prepare you for what life as an entrepreneur is. So really, I would encourage people to do all kinds of research and talk to people, have the conversations, because those are so critical in preparing you for what is to come. Do you think you'll start another business? Absolutely not. <laughs> I loved it and it was a really great learning experience for me. And I'm so thankful for all of the relationships that I've built. Like I've met so many amazing people in our community and kids. And it's been great for creating a better sense of community for me where I feel like not necessarily like I've made a difference because I don't know if I would say that, but it's made me feel like I've contributed and I've kind of opened people to an idea. And there's a lot of people that I know that built relationships at the Play Cafe as well. Mm -hmm. So I've seen a lot of friendships between moms that have flourished and grown. And that's really important for me. But I think from a business standpoint of it, I won't do it again. (laughs) No, I'm very, very happy and comfortable in my real estate career. And that's something that I love. And I'm not bound between four walls every day. I have a lot of flexibility. So now instead of having to scrounge to get my kids from school, I'm able to go pick them up. 
And that's really fantastic for them. And if they're home sick from school, I don't need to worry about, oh, I need to get someone in to cover me at the cafe because I can't be there. So there's a lot of bonuses that are happening now that I wasn't necessarily able to enjoy. Thankful for the learning experience and I really did enjoy it and I loved it and I loved all of the people, but running a business I don't think is for me. You could say that this kind of opened up your next career though. Absolutely. Like absolutely yeah. got your foot in the door and you are killing it as a real estate no. agent. Like seriously, Thank you're you. doing a fantastic <laughs> job and I'll be calling you if we have a sell house. Oh, you better. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm looking around, I'm like, oh girl, this is nice. <laughs> This is what we do to Tasha's head, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, you need to change that. Any house is sellable for the right price. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a good quote. Your house is gorgeous. What are you talking about? It's just that your house is further away than mine. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. doesn't have the recording equipment. And yeah. If it were going to go on the market, it would be significant work. But. It's not going on the market. No, no, no. <laughs> so it, it is totally a moot point. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even our kids are like, no, we never move, Claire. But we go to the best school ever. Aww. We can't move. Yeah. We go to a really great school. That's true. That's very true. Uh, I think, is there anything else that you have to add? No, unless there's something else that you want to add. This is your chance to, to kind of address any concerns that were out there or misconceptions or anything you want to well I think the biggest thing that I would love to do is just to kind of apologize to the community for the way that things went down obviously that wasn't my intention um I appreciate everyone's love and support for the play cafe while it was open and I'm really thankful for the opportunity that it gave me but I also I apologize for how we closed so suddenly and it wasn't something that was thought out and planned um and it was honestly the hardest decision that i've ever had to make so i just like to thank the community for all of the love and all of the support and know that i think about all of you often and miss you and your kids terribly 